Hallelujah. Good morning. We just welcome everybody. We're so glad to have you today and uh, praise God for you. Happy Resurrection Day. Uh, Early believers would say, He is risen. And believers would answer by saying, He is risen indeed. So, amen. Let's do that one more time. He is risen. Amen. He is indeed risen. And that gives us the victory, and we just welcome you all. It's a great, great day. I, um, I said it last week, I said it last week uh, because I realize we have guests sometimes that, uh, you know, she starts praying over the offering, and everybody stands up, and uh, it's kind of a part of our worship. I started doing that, and then everybody said, I owe a pastor standing up, I guess I need to stand up too, and then it just kind of followed suit, but you know, when we give our offering, we're saying, Lord, I worship you, I worship you, you gave me everything, every good and perfect gift comes from you, and so Lord, I'm just worshiping you, and so I just, I just felt led, you know, weak, well, Years ago, actually, uh, I said weeks ago, years ago, I felt led just to stand up as just part of my worship straight out of the music and worship music into that offering. Lord, I worship you here as well. But the truth is, we should even worship going into this section right here, into the Word of God. Lord, we worship you. You've given us your Word. It is sharper than a two-edged sword, and it is able to win. It is able to drive back that enemy. It's able to do that. So get ready to do that this morning. Amen? Amen. One thing I would like to say uh, for anybody that's visiting today... um, I know you may have come in and and thought you were in like a traditional church. This is not a normal church, Um, so just get ready, and uh, we don't know what time we're going to finish. If you're expecting to get out by 12, like act like you got to go to the bathroom or something, I might be done by 12, but that would be like a miracle in itself, so I'm just just saying, and... uh, But I'm starting a little early, and I don't have too much planned, but every time I say that, it kind of turns. So anyway, we just, here's what we are. Uh, We found that most people fit into three different groups. They either love us, they hate us, or they don't know what to think about us, and we're good with all of that. We understand all of that, right? The issue is, here's where we are. We're after God, and... We're hungry for them. Uh, we kind of got, we kind of have, have grouped up together with a group of people that said the God that's in my Bible is not necessarily the God that I've been seeing come out of American culture. And I want to, I, I believe that He's powerful. I believe that He loves me. I believe that He wants to do good things and I want to do good things for Him. And so we just got hungry. We got kind of tired of being average and mediocre. And, you know, the, did you know the average church, uh, the average church, about 100 people, leads less than two people per year to the Lord? You know, and our question is, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even, like, why are you doing that? We had over 700 last year. And that was without going, you know, a lot of countries were still locked down. We couldn't go and do the missions trips that we do and everything. The, the couple of years before that, we had over, over 2,000, over 2,500 souls that committed to Christ. So it's like, what are we doing? And so this group, this body has gotten hungry to not be average. We're hungry for the things of God, but God makes us this promise. If you get hungry for the things of God, He says, you'll be filled. 
you will be filled. And I'm telling you what, the Lord started filling us. Last year, I'll tell you, uh, last year we had a word come to us, and it was that it was our year of increase. And that's the Lord. You know, the Lord, the Bible says this. He says he delights in the prosperity of his servant. It also says he's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. God's actually longing to get stuff. The devil's trying to steal, kill, and destroy, but God's got something to beat that down every time. And so last year he spoke to us very clearly. He said, this is your year of increase. And we confessed it all year like, this is our year of increase, right? We saw over a million dollars in this body, not, not in the church, in the people's lives. In the people's lives, over a million dollars of unexpected, paying off debts, having bonuses, promotions, everything. That's the kind of things that God wants to do. In the last six months, we've seen cancer completely dissolve. We've seen diabetes completely healed, no more medicine. We've seen uh, Parkinson's disease all fall off and no more medicine on that as well. That's just the last six months. And then we had multiple people even last week that were healed. God's alive. Jesus is alive. We're going to talk about that this morning. And He cares about you. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows what you're going through. And He has help for you today. What I'm curious about is who's going to receive it. Who's going to receive? Like, okay, Lord, I need your help. I want your help. I receive your help. And I thank you for that help. Lord, I need it. How many people have been, like, you know, doing life on your own without God? It's been working out well for you, you know? Most people, most people are like, uh-uh. No, I need Him. We need Him. And it makes sense if every good and perfect gift comes from Him in James 1.17, and we understand that everyone comes from Him, then anything good we have in our life, it's going to be from Him. If, now think about the inverse of that. If I don't have him, I don't have anything good or perfect in my life. Do we need him? Do we need him? Yeah. All right, then let's get hungry for him and let's see what he's got. I'm telling you, it's not boring. We have fun. We, we see some crazy stuff. I'm telling you, we see some crazy stuff. Just exciting things in the Lord, and today's going to be one of them. Amen. I believe that if you're here today and you have a need that God can meet that today, your life can change. It can go to another level. It's just waiting on us to say, Lord, Lord, I need your help. I want you and I receive it by faith. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Let's, I want them to get a video ready. We're going to watch that in just a second. But let's go first to Luke chapter 24 and verse 1. Luke 24 and verse 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 7. You know, today the world calls it Easter, but it's really Resurrection Day. That's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating that our Lord that loved us so much came, died for us, and that tomb that they placed him in is empty because he resurrected. He's alive. He's alive. I heard it one time, um, and it was one time there was a, 
a guy talking to a Christian. He's like, what, do you, you know, what is it that makes Christianity special? And the Christian spoke back to him. He said, you know, uh, not too much. We just have an empty tomb. And it was like he was being sarcastic. We have everything in that. We have everything in that. That empty tomb, a resurrected Lord, gave us access to everything in God. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Ephesians 1.3 says, Everything's been granted to us pertaining to life and godliness. And even He made us partakers of His divine nature. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, He's given us everything. This is the issue, though, many times in the American church. What we've been told is that, you know, God's like up there playing a big game with us. Like he's moving us around the board like checkers or chess pieces, and he just plays with our lives. That's not the case at all. Actually, that's kind of a, that's kind of a slap in the face to who God is. That's not who he is. No, he's provided us a way to say, Lord, I choose you. I'm going to go after you. And when we go after you, it says this. Because, see, if he was just playing a game with us, then he wouldn't make a statement like this in Second Chronicles. The eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the whole earth to see whose heart is pure towards him. And hear this part. That he might show himself strong on their behalf. So all he's doing, he's looking for somebody that says, Lord, I'm going to go after you. Do I have any people like that in here today? Lord, I'm going after you. I'm hungry for you. Jesus, I'm hungry for you. He wants to show himself strong on your behalf. I know a missionary that went down to Mexico, and he was so frustrated with religion in America years ago. And he said, Lord, I'm just hungry for you. He goes down there. He's praying. Uh, he's praying for this baby that's deaf. And he says, it's just me. He said, I found out that God could do and would do anything he promised us in that Bible. He would heal. He would do the miraculous. He would do all that. He said, it was me and God and this baby. He said, it was me and God and this baby that needed their healing back, that needed to be whole. He said, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed every way I know how to, and, and nothing happened. And he said, I realized it wasn't God's fault. He wasn't withholding anything. I realized it wasn't the baby's fault. The baby doesn't have that responsibility for faith yet, doesn't even know about faith yet. He said, all of that laid on me. And he said, but I determined in my heart I will not give up. Now, this is a a guy that just the world really probably cast him out. You know, most of the world wouldn't even like him. But they just he just decided in his heart to get hungry, to get hungry for the things of God. He goes down there, kind of cast down into, you know, we don't know what to do with you here, so like, uh, go to Mexico, you know, and kind of cast down into Mexico, into the jungles, and he gets down there, he realizes God wants to do great and mighty things, wants to show himself powerful, but here he is trying to get it going and it's not happening. He said right at that moment, he said, Lord, I need your help. And the Lord, the Lord showed him a vision. And he showed him, I want you, ooh, I want you to catch this this morning. The Lord showed him a vision. And he said, I saw this, a pasture. And in this great big pasture was this present. 
It was the power of God and, and all of the gifts that God had. And there was this really strong bull, like this, you know, big, beefy bull with the horns and huff and and blow and, 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 and hit the ground and everything. He was this big bull, and it, the bull, with everything he tried, as strong as he was, he couldn't get in the package. He couldn't get in the package. He said, he said and then there was a baby sitting right next to the package. And the baby takes the present, just like little kids will do, and, he, and his words, with the greatest of ease, the baby just rips the package open and gets into the goodness of God. And this, this man said, them, it's David Hogan, if you've not heard of him before. And he said, with the greatest of ease, that baby just got into that package. Why? Because as a child, we enter into the kingdom of heaven. As a child, we just say, Lord, I trust you. I just become, Lord, I need you. What's that baby going to do without God? The baby can't do anything without God. The bull thinks he can do everything. But the baby, that childlike faith comes before God and just rips open the goodness of God. And all of a sudden, the man said, Lord, either make me that baby or I ain't preaching anymore. And the Lord took him down a path to just with the simplest faith. Romans says this. Romans says in Romans 12, it says every person, every person is given the measure of faith. Every one of us. So everybody hearing my voice, you have a measure of faith. And God's just wondering, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to take that faith and simply become like that baby that says, Lord, you're so good. You're so good. Lord, I just receive what you have for me. Lord, you, I know. I See, it just gets inside of me. I can't walk through this life. I can't walk through this and know that God's so big and so good and just leave it on the table. I can't do that. No, there's people that need healing. There's people that need things. They need things today. Lord, we want to walk in that. We want to be a people that walks in that, that doesn't leave those gifts on the table. We want to be a people that's operating in that, that's carrying something. God even says, He says, look, if you will arise and shine in Isaiah, He said, I'll give you my glory. I'll put my glory on you. In Exodus, it says that His glory is all the goodness of God. How many of us would like to be walking and have all the goodness of God that's just sitting in our lives? And it's not designed just for you. What did Jesus say? He said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10.10. But Jesus said, but I am come that you might have life to the full till it overflows. This is God's plan. He wants to not only bless you, but He wants to overflow it out of every believer. Notice in Mark 16, it doesn't say that the pastors will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. It doesn't say that. It says those that believe. Do I have any believers in here today? Do I have any people that you're tired of trying to be the big bull? You just want to be the baby. You just want to have childlike faith and let God use you. Yeah! That's what I mean. <laughs> you just want to be the baby. See, if we'll get like that, if we'll get like that with the things of God, 
if we'll get like that, yeah, can't stop you from worshiping, can't stop you from praising. You'll be like that baby. And all of a sudden, the good things of God will just start to work in your life. This is what we've been looking for. We have the, the church has the supernatural. The world's looking for it. They're coming out with every hero movie, every supernatural this and that. They're looking for it. The church has actually got it. In Christ, we have it. I'm going I'm to show you some scriptures on that today because this is the pre-message. This doesn't even count. We have it. That man in Mexico, that man in Mexico, he went on. They've had over 500 people raised back to life from the dead in that ministry since that time. That was years ago when I know that number. He's been translated, which means he's ceased to be at one place, went to another. He's been left for dead, shot, stoned. Gone through a river, the car, the water's rushing over the river, miraculously drives right through it. That'll wash most stuff down. Monsoon stuff. They've seen every miracle known to man because he became like that baby. Now, is that just for him? No. In America, he was basically a reject. In America, he was basically rejected. You know, religion rejected them. Everybody didn't know what to think, think about them or do with them. That's the kind of people that we're looking for. That's the kind of people that we're after. Because that's who we are. We're hungry for the things of God. Not everybody wants that. A lot of people are comfortable. But I don't know. Just, you know, to me, I read through that Bible and I'm like, where is this? Where is this? I can't read through it. And leave it on the table as a believer. I want to see the things of God in my life. I want to see the things of God in my family, in your family. I want to see them happening in you. Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Those that believe will cast out devils, speak with new tongues. If the devil tries to hurt them, they won't, he won't be able to harm them. Those that believe, not just the pastors, those that believe. Today, we're just making a choice, just like we should every day. Lord, I choose to believe you today. And on what? Based on what? Luke chapter 24. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered... They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothes, and as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? Why are you looking for what's alive? Why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how, remember how when he was in Galilee saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. Rise again. And that's exactly what had happened. I want to, today we're talking about seeking life. 
Have you ever noticed that our culture is constantly kind of in this mindset, well, you know, I can't get ahead for losing. I take one step forward and take two steps back, right? And we're constantly looking for the negative. Part of that is because when sin entered into this world, one of the things that it brings with it is sin in condemnation and religion wants to make a payment. Sin wants to make a payment. Sin feels like it has to pay a penalty. Sin will make you be condemned. Judge yourself. I've got to pay for this. You know, if you, if you sin, one of the next things that happens is like, well, I'm just going to, it's not going to go well for me for a while because of sin. And the issue is Jesus dealt with sin. Have you ever noticed that many times our culture and maybe even us, we've fallen victim to the thing where it says, oh man, I messed up, it must be going to go bad for a while. And what we're doing is, here we are, we have the living Christ available to us in every area of life and we keep looking to death. Instead of seeking life, we're seeking death. I want you to see this. As we look at this, we're going to watch this video. And I want us to maybe change our perspective a little bit. So if y'all have that ready, go ahead and play that. Good Friday. How can one describe such a day? The wrongdoing of all humanity, putting to an end an innocent man, the Son of God. This is the story of Jesus' death by way of a cross, all in one moment bringing death to the bright light of our future. He never stopped loving us, and yet this is the incredible part of it. Our sin stopped his heart. Our sin drove the nails firmly in the hands of God. All along, these were the plans. We told ourselves that we were in control, and this was deemed sufficient for all of us. The brutal beating, the inhuman flogging, the naked humiliation. Heaven watched and saw it all. Our rebellion, our guilt, our shame, erasing the very notion of reconciling us with God, our sin and our debt, overcoming Jesus. Here is our king, obliterated. The enemy laughing, his plans unstoppable. There's no longer the sound of freedom rising. Now God's people are utterly broken. Behold the chains of mortality. Yes, this is what is true. We had heard the stories of old. The lost are found, the blind can see, the weak are made strong. But now we are witnesses to this reality. God is dead. We'd almost believed there is a way of redemption. There is a life of fulfillment. There is a peace beyond understanding. Now we know better. For us, we can say that God is encapsulated in this one realization. The single greatest sacrifice in human history is finished. How clearly we can see it. So what's so good about Good Friday? Just one thing. 
that the blood of Jesus can reverse the curse of sin and raise the dead to life. How clearly we can see it is finished. The single greatest sacrifice in human history encapsulated in this one realization. We can say that God is for us. Now we know better. There is a peace beyond understanding. There is a life of fulfillment. There is a way of redemption. We had almost believed God is dead, but now we are witnesses to this reality. The weak are made strong. The blind can see. The lost are found. We had heard the stories of old. Yes, this is what is true. The chains of mortality utterly broken. Behold, freedom rising. Now God's people are unstoppable. There's no longer the sound of the enemy laughing. His plans obliterated. Here is our King, Jesus, overcoming our sin and our debt, reconciling us with God, erasing the very notion of our rebellion, our guilt, our shame. Heaven watched and saw it all, the naked humiliation, the inhuman flogging, the brutal beating, and this was deemed sufficient for all of us. We told ourselves that we were in control. All along, these were the plans firmly in the hands of God. Our sin drove the nails. Our sin stopped his heart. And yet, this is the incredible part of it. He never stopped loving us. The bright light of our future all in one moment, bringing death to death by way of a cross. This is the story of Jesus, the Son of God, an innocent man putting to an end the wrongdoing of all humanity. How can one describe such a day? Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> reversing all that we had done wrong in Christ. I want you to have that video ready to play again at the end. There's two things that are given to people that believe in Romans chapter 9 and verse, or excuse me, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. You see that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead, you will be saved. If you'll believe that he raised from the dead and confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and the next verse shows us that two things are given. For with a heart a person believes resulting in one, righteousness. 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 Say it with me, just righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. You see, salvation is what we want. Salvation is the second thing that we receive. Salvation is what we want. We want to be saved, but not just saved from hell and go to heaven. We want to be saved from sickness. We want to be saved from poverty. We want to be saved uh, from the attacks of the enemy. Whatever it is, we want salvation. But salvation comes through our righteousness. Righteousness with God literally gives us rights 
to be his kids and have an inheritance. It's his righteousness that he's given us. And when we believe and we become born again, there's two things that are given. First, righteousness, and second, salvation. Through righteousness, we can approach boldly the throne of God. Through our righteousness, we can say, I have a right to be here. I have a right because I'm your child. Not because I did it, but because Jesus did it. But because he did it. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 17, it says, You were made a completely new creation. Come here, buddy. And so one of the things that you see is that when we walked up and we approached the throne of God and we saw him on the cross, we saw him on the grave, and then the Lord presented us a choice of salvation, we say, I I believe Jesus is my Lord. He's the director of my life. Whatever he tells me to do, I will do. We confess that. He is my Lord, not just Savior. See, everybody wants saving, but they don't want Him to be Lord many times. It's like, okay, I want you to save me, but I'm not going to do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, then He's not your Lord, and this is how you get to the place where up in heaven He says, depart from me, I never knew you, because they said, Lord, Lord, and He says, I didn't know you like that. But when we accept him as Lord and we confess him, Lord, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to say what you tell me to say. I'm going to act and think how you want me to act and think. That's our Lord now. He's in control. I give him my life willingly. I'm not a robot, but I choose to make him the Lord of my life. And then I say, I see. Now, this is very important. He said, I see that my sin, my mess-ups came on Jesus and that sin took him to the cross and to the grave. And death was like the final attack. And here he is fully dead. And what held him to the cross and what held him to the grave outside of his love is the fact that he had to deal with our sin. And so in dealing with our sin, he says, I'm staying on the the cross until the debt is paid. Until the debt's paid. But then death was a result of that sin. He had to die. So he goes down into that grave. What took him to the cross and the grave? What held him there was love for us, but what took him there was our sin. And until sin was dealt with, Until sin was dealt with, he was in the grave. So when we say, I confess you as Lord, but then we say, I believe that you came up out of that grave. You're saying, I believe that my sin is dealt with. My sin has been paid for. There's nothing left to pay. And in that moment, Romans 10, 9 and 10 goes into being. Amen. <laughs> and it goes into being. And all of a sudden, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, we are made a completely new creation. Like We are made a completely new creation. Not this body, not this mind, But the real us, the spirit man, the inner man made in God's image and likeness. 
All of a sudden, it was a corrupted spirit. And in that moment, when we confess Him as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, a completely new creation is made on the inside. And all of a sudden, we who could not even approach the throne of God, not only were we saved, we were made righteous. And 2 Corinthians 5, a few verses later in verse 21 says this, and I want you to see it, is in that moment He took us up and where we were bowed low for sin, He stood us up and the Bible says this, He who knew no sin was made sin so that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ. He took us. He took us to the place. He didn't say our righteousness. He didn't say the the world's best person's righteousness. No, He said He made us the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. And we didn't do it on our own. We couldn't have done it on our own. But in that moment, you start to see that when Jesus took our sin and by faith He was raised from the dead... All of a sudden, we found ourselves, all who would believe. I said already today, we're looking to just believe like a child. And he said, all who would believe would be made right, like God. And where we didn't have access, now we have access. Where we couldn't house the Holy Ghost before, now we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. How could the Holy Spirit come and fill something that wasn't made the righteousness of God? It wouldn't work. His holiness would blow, up, blow us apart without His righteousness. Oh, he, he took every bit of our life from the ground up and He made us our righteousness. He leveled up our righteousness with God's. It gave us a doorway to enter into the throne room. But He took in that one moment, one person with their heart, Jesus, You're my Lord. I believe that You died for me. And I believe that God brought you back to life. Therefore saying, I believe that everything that would have held me down no longer has any binds attached to me through Christ. I believe I'm free. I believe I'm made the rights of God. Now I have rights. And in a split second, the greatest miracle that could ever be in any person's life that chooses to believe in Christ, a doorway is open. The way to the Father, the loving Father, is made again. And the beautiful part of it is, not one of us paid a penny for it. And every single one of us can have it. Because every person was given the measure of faith. Faith is a great equalizer. No matter who you are or where you come from, what, what life you've led, what color your skin is, doesn't matter who you are or how much money you have or how smart you are. Every single one of us has a measure of faith. And that measure of faith can rise up on the inside of you and, and touch the heart of God and say, Jesus, you're my Lord. And have rights. And in that moment, Instantly transformed, just like that. Thank you, sir. This righteousness becomes very important because without it, we can't approach them. Without it, we can't hold the things of God. Without that righteousness, we can't walk it. We can't receive. Oh, the devil fights it. That's why have you ever noticed when you do something bad, the devil tries to get you to think about how bad you are for weeks and months 
and years. What's he coming against? He's coming against your right to go before God. Like Hebrews chapter 4 says to come boldly before the throne of grace to find help when you got it all together. No, to find help in time of need. Not when you have it all together. How can we be in a place where we need God's help and still have access boldly and with confidence into the throne room? Our righteousness. Our righteousness. It's that righteousness that He made us. He recreated us completely. A brand new creation in righteousness that gives us an access to every inheritance that God's had for you. Since time began. You know, I can think, I, I can think when, when the girls were young and when Luke was young, you know, there, we didn't have a ton of stuff, especially early on. But I can remember thinking, I just want to set them up for success. I want to give to them. And you, who do we think we got that from? Who did we get that heart from? We got it from God, from our Father. From our Father. If we can think those thoughts, how much more does a loving Father think those thoughts? That's who we got it from. And all of a sudden I can think, man, I just want to set them up for success. I want to do, I want to do what's right. I remember one time I was sitting there and, and, and I'm called to preach and everything, but I was still struggling uh, with smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and everything. And, and I can remember thinking, you know what? Uh, I don't want this for, I don't want my kids to be around this. I don't want them to watch this. I don't want them to have to figure this out, like what's right and what's wrong. And all of a sudden, just my love for them drove me to a place that helped me put that down. It was the love of God that was eternal. If we have that kind of love and we've had a sinful flesh, how much more God without a sinful flesh is looking to lay up things for us? Look at this in Ephesians chapter 1. I love this. I love this in Ephesians 1. It says this, I pray, in verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In other words, he's praying that we get revelation. He's praying that we get revelation. So one of the things that we should ask is, revelation of what? Revelation of what? He says, so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What this means is, Paul, by the Holy Spirit in Scripture, is saying this. I'm praying that you'll get a revelation of your inheritance, how big it is, because it's not big according to earthly terms, it's big according to heavenly terms. The inheritance of God, and not that we're waiting on, it's in you. It's in us. If you're not born again, you can have it become a child, become a citizen, become a part of the family, and instantaneously you have an inheritance of His power. This message this morning, I know that many of you know Christ. I know that many of you are born again. But the question is, have we been walking on the level of freedom that Christ paid for? Have we been walking in the power 
of his glory and the fullness of our inheritance. He goes on to verse 19, he says, I pray that you have your eyes open. I pray that you see this inheritance. He describes it here. And what is the, not just greatness, (laughs) not just greatness, but the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. The Lord's been bringing this up to me quite often recently is, you know, it's kind of like sometimes we'll sit back and remember I told you that sin wants to fight against what's good. Sin wants to make a payment. Years ago, the Lord said this to me. He said, listen, there's already been a payment made and you will never pay a higher price. There's already been a payment made on that cross and you will never pay a higher price. You will never pay a higher price. So for us to have the the vanity to think that I still can pay a higher price than what Jesus paid on that cross, can you see the fallacy of that logic? Can you see how it's in error? No, it's the devil that wants to make us pay that price instead of receiving it by faith and then allowing love to change who we are. See, we love and we do the right things not because we're paying a price. We love and do the right things because we love God. His love has changed us. We love because He first loved us. We've received His love and now that love is driving us. Don't we know that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance? It's His goodness. It's His goodness. He says, what is the surpassing greatness of His power towards us who believe? This is what's interesting is how many people have you seen in religion that have been like, that power is not for you, that's not for you today, nah, that's all gone away. It's like, why are we fighting this? And here's a better question, why did He write it in the Bible then? If it was supposed to be gone, all He had to do was leave that out. That's all He had to do. Why is it in there? The reason it's in there is because he's got a will attached to it. His will, the heart of his will is that you will walk in this. Even the Holy Spirit right here is saying through Paul, I wish that you'd give a, get a revelation of what's in you. I wish you'd get a revelation of your inheritance and the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. It says, and then he goes on to describe what level it is. What level is this inheritance? What level is this power that's supposed to be in every believer? Look at this. Uh, what is the surpassing greatness of his power? Let's put that up on the, on the uh, screen, verse 19. What is the surpassing greatness of his power to pastors? What is the surpassing greatness of his power to apostles? Evangelists? Prophets? Teachers? Who's it to? Believers. It's not supposed to be just in my hands. It's not supposed to be just in Pastor Nicole's hands. No, it's supposed to be in every believer's hands. And what level are we talking about? What level? Next verse. These are in accordance with the working of His strength and might. Here's the level of it. It's on this level. As same, the same level when he worked his strength, his might, verse 20, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead. 
It's on this level. Resurrection power that's in every believer. Every believer has an inheritance of resurrection power. I love finding the people. I look out and sometimes I can see it in your eyes and it's burning. You're like, yeah, where's this preaching been? How come I haven't heard this before? How come we're not seeing this walked in? How come we're not seeing people healed on the streets and at the, at the supermarket? How come I want to be one of those people? Why would you say that? Because you're designed to be one of those people. Your design. He said, I made you in my image and likeness. Go take dominion. He said, the Son of God, 1 John 3, 8, the Son of God was manifested for this purpose, to destroy the works of the enemy, to destroy the works of the devil. All of a sudden you start to get a revelation by the Holy Spirit of these things inside of your spirit. You know who you are, what you're created for, and you see where I've lived up to this point has been shallow, but I'm ready to go to the depths of the love of God. I'm ready to go to the depths of God's power. I won't be held back anymore. I'm ready to go and to be used by God. I want to see people healed. Under my hand for God's glory. I want to see people come back to life. I want to see devils come out. Let freedom be in this place wherever I go. Like Joshua, you want to be have that promise that every place the sole of his foot treads, God's given it to you. This is an authority and a power that God's given every pastor, no, every believer. Everybody I'm talking to. This is just the training ground where you get filled up to go and release it. It's just a distribution center where all the power and the glory of God comes in. And you get filled up with, by the anointing. And then all of a sudden later this week you're praying, Lord, put people in my path that I can shine light to. And all of a sudden you go to a place and there's that person. The Holy Ghost prompts you and go, that's them right there. That's them. Go ask them if you can pray for them. And sometimes you may go and pray for them and it may be easy. And sometimes they may be having some stuff and it comes against you. But you stand strong. You're, you're moving in gentleness and a gentle strength. A love of the Father moves you. A compassion drives you. And all of a sudden you get to the root of that thing that's been holding them for years. And in the name of Jesus it comes out. Not just for me. My job is simply to distribute it to people that are ready. To people that are ready. Is there anybody ready? Do I have any believers in here today? Glory to God. Lord, I want to be used by you. He goes on to say this. He said, this is the level which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Think about that. When he raised him from the dead... That's resurrection power. What power is greater than bringing somebody back to life from the dead? The greatest enemy we'll ever face on this earth is death and God's already beat it down. And then he said, this is your inheritance and you're called to carry it. And this is in every believer. Oh, we win. We've won and we are winning. I'm not seeking for average. I'm not seeking to just get by. No, I'm seeking life. 
I'm seeking the fullness of life. The overflow of life. And it's designed not just to be in me, but to come out of me. It's designed not just to be in you, but to come out of you. To flow through you. That you start carrying His glory everywhere you go. And the overflow just starts blessing people. God's just looking for people that want to be that. The question is today, will you accept that call and believe on him? He says, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, he sat down in the seat of authority, never to be beat down again. No, everything is handled at God's right hand. At our Father's right hand. A loving Father's right hand. It's all handled. God's just looking for people that will enforce that. It's already done. It is finished. He said he sat down in heavenly places far above. All rule and authority and power and dominion. And every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come. Everything's handled. Say it with me. Everything's handled in Christ. It's all handled. Healing's handled in Him. Marriages are healed in Him. Life can come in Him. Poverty, handled in Him. Protection, all of that's handled in Him. It's already done. God's just looking for people that know that it's done and will stand up in the name of Jesus and enforce it. That they will say, I feel the sin. I feel the corruption of this world. I might have even done some of it this morning. But the issue is, Lord, I by faith believe on you. I trust in you. And today I have my righteousness. My righteousness. I want you to get that video ready. I want to draw your attention to one more verse. You can look at Romans chapter 4, verse 24 and 25. This is in the New Living. And I'm going to read a translation they probably don't have up there called the Weymouth. I want you to see this. Right here in Scripture we see, remember why was Jesus in the grave? For His sin? No, for ours. Everything that would ever hold you back. Everything that would ever hold you down. Every tie, every chain, every bondage, every bit of it was on that cross and in that grave. And I want you to see this. Verse Romans 4, 24 and 25. For our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous. We have rights. We have an inheritance. We have an entrance into the kingdom. All through that righteousness. That we have rights... We are righteous if we believe in Him. I just want to point out, I feel this strongly this morning by the Holy Spirit. Many people have believed on Him and they know that they're going to heaven, but they haven't believed that they can be used by Him. They haven't applied their righteousness to their daily walk. They're just waiting for a moment 
for a rapture. They're just waiting for these things to come. When what we need to be doing is waking up every morning and say, Lord, in your righteousness, what would you have me do today? What heights, what strength, what glory do you want to flow through these anointed hands today as your child, as the hands and feet of Christ? Let What works of the devil do we get to destroy today? What do we get? See, we believed maybe to go to heaven, but we've not believed to be used. And we're not used by our good works. We're used by Christ's good works. We're used because of our righteousness, because we've been made righteous. And my hair today. He says that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in Him. The one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. See, we're not believing that we've got it all right. We're believing that He got it all right. Have you ever noticed when you mess up, it's the hardest thing to do the good works of God? And what God's actually saying He's saying, if you will look towards me and confess your sins, I am faithful and just to forgive you. And in an instant, you can move from your unrighteousness into my righteousness again. But you got to believe that I'm better than your mess up. And you got to believe that I can receive that because of Jesus. You have to believe that. And when you start operating by that, and you start moving towards holiness empowered by faith, all of a sudden you'll start walking into the glory of God. But he said, if you'll believe, you'll be righteous. Then he says in verse 25, he was handed over to die because of sin, but he was raised to life to make us right with God. See, the raising of Christ from that grave took every chain that you would ever have attached to you to hold you down, to bind you up, to put you in fear. Everything that would say you're not worthy, you came from the wrong family, you got the wrong color skin, you don't have enough money, you don't have enough brains. And every one of those chains, every one of those bondages, when Christ rose up from the dead, the Holy Ghost in all of His power cut every chain and set us free. Not just Christ, but we were in Him. Everything for all time was broken. Everything. Say it with me loud. Everything was broken. Every chain was cut, destroyed, that I can be righteous. Listen to this in the Weymouth translation. Just hear this. Who, Jesus, who was surrendered to death, because of the offenses we had committed and was raised to life because of the acquittal. He's fine. (laughs) He's raised to life because of the acquittal that He secured for us. In other words, He was raised to life. He couldn't be raised to life until you and I were declared not guilty. Not guilty. He couldn't come up from that grave until we could come up. Everyone who would believe could come up. Not guilty. Say it with me. What can be our position in Christ today? Not guilty. And if we're not guilty, 
we have an inheritance. We have something that we're called to. I want you right now, just hold your hands out. Today, these can be anointed hands for the rest of time. Because God has paid the price for me to be not guilty, but righteous in Him. Will you believe on Him and will you believe to be used by Him? There's a work that's been finished. When the devil thought he had won it all, he was fooled. There was a great (laughs) rug pull. He's like, hey, look at me, I'm the king, I've won. And all of a sudden, he just got laid out. He thought he was on the throne. He thought he had victory. And Jesus reversed it all. I want you to get ready as we watch this video one more time. I want you to make it personal with you. What has Christ won for you? And I want you to prepare yourself. I want you to start asking yourself this question. Lord, am I... Am I giving you today all of me to be used by you? Lord, I need you. I need your goodness. And I choose today to believe on you, not only as my Savior, but my Lord. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And I choose to believe on you, not just as my Lord, but to be used by you. There's neighbors. There's your own house, your own family your workplace, that needs you to be the righteousness of God in Christ. And it's time for the church to become the glorious church, the filled up church with the power and the anointing of God. Will you believe? Go ahead and play that. Good Friday, how can one describe such a day? The wrongdoing of all humanity, putting to an end an innocent man, the Son of God. This is the story of Jesus' death by way of a cross, all in one moment bringing death to the bright light of our future. He never stopped loving us, and yet this is the incredible part of it, Our sin stopped his heart. Our sin drove the nails firmly in the hands of God. All along, these were the plans. We told ourselves that we were in control, and this was deemed sufficient for all of us. The brutal beating, the inhuman flogging, the naked humiliation. Heaven watched and saw it all. Our rebellion, our guilt, our shame, erasing the very notion of reconciling us with God, our sin and our debt, overcoming Jesus. Here is our King, obliterated. The enemy laughing, his plans unstoppable. There's no longer the sound of freedom rising. Now God's people are utterly broken. Behold the chains of mortality. Yes, this is what is true. We had heard the stories of old. The lost are found, the blind can see, the weak are made strong. But now, we are witnesses to this reality. God is dead. 
we'd almost believed there is a way of redemption, there is a life of fulfillment, there is a peace beyond understanding. Now we know better. For us, we can say that God is encapsulated in this one realization. The single greatest sacrifice in human history is finished. How clearly we can see it. So what's so good about Good Friday? Receive your reverse. Just one thing. Now that the blood of Jesus your can reverse the curse of sin your hope and raise the dead believe on to him life. right now. How clearly we can see it is finished. The single greatest sacrifice in human history encapsulated in this one realization. We can say that God is for us. Now we know better. There is a peace beyond understanding. There is a life of fulfillment. There is a way of redemption. We had almost believed God is dead, but now we are witnesses to this reality. The weak are made strong. The blind can see. The lost are found. We had heard the stories of old. Yes, this is what is true. The chains of mortality utterly broken. Behold, freedom rising. Now God's people are unstoppable. Receive no it for the sound of the enemy laughing. His plans obliterated. Here is our King, Jesus, overcoming our sin and our debt, reconciling us with God, erasing the very notion of our rebellion, our guilt, our shame. Heaven watched and saw it all, the naked humiliation, the inhuman flogging, the brutal beating, and this was deemed sufficient for all of us. We told ourselves that we were in control. All along, these were the plans firmly in the hands of God. Our sin drove the nails, our sin stopped his heart, and yet this is the incredible part of it. He never stopped loving us. The bright light of our future all in one moment, bringing death to death yeah. by way of a cross. This is the story of Jesus, the Son of God, an innocent man putting to an end the wrongdoing of all humanity. How can one describe such a day? Good Friday. The beautiful thing is that that one Friday made every day good for those that will believe. In Hebrews it says this, it says that every day for a believer can be a Sabbath rest of God as long as it's called today. That means that every day we can have a Sabbath, a first day of the week moment, a resurrection from where we've been to where God wants us to go. We can have that every day simply by faith in God. I just want you right now to bow your heads and I want you, uh, if you are saying, Lord, today I choose to believe you, I choose to go higher. Lord, I may, have, I may have seen some things that have kept me low, but I will not be held down by the enemy's tricks any longer. I needed a Savior. I needed the strength of God. I needed His help. I needed His perfect plan. I needed His righteousness. 
Lord, I receive that today, and I'm never going back to a life of lack again. If that's, if that's you today, I just want you to raise your hand and say, Lord, today I'm choosing to believe you. Even if you've known him before, today, Lord, I'm going to a higher level. I'm going to be used by you. These truly are righteous hands. I believe that through you. I can't do it on my own, but through you, Christ, I can receive it. Today is my day, and I'm going to be used by you. Lord, use me. Use me, Jesus. And a hungry heart for those things of God are going to be filled. I just ask every one of you to pray right now. Just say this out loud with me. We're just... Romans 10, 9, and 10. Jesus, Jesus today, today you, are you are the Lord of my life. I will do what you ask me to do. And I will be who you ask me to be. Your righteousness, your hands and feet, a weapon against the enemy, destroying his works. Jesus, you are my Lord. And today, I believe that you took my mess, my unrighteousness, to the cross and the grave. And I believe that God brought you back to life and reversed it all. I believe that you can use me and you have made me righteous in the name of Jesus. Now pray this, Jesus, just lift your hands right there. Jesus, I ask you, fill me with the Holy Spirit and fire to walk out every step that you have ordained that I would not be held back in any way in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Just receive that right now. Help from heaven. Anointing of God. Come on every person whose heart yearns for you in this moment, Lord. Every person watching online or every person sitting here. Lord, pour it out now. If you're desiring more of God and an overflow of God, you want to be used like what I talked about today. I invite you to come down right now. I'm going to pray for you. Lord, I want to be used by you. I will not be held back. I've got to go after you. I've got to have the righteousness of God active in my life. I need your anointing and I need it to go to a different level. You may have seen great and mighty things, but you've not seen the fullness yet of what God's got for you. But today is your day. Remember the beginning? Today is your day. Lord, I receive it as today. Listen, it's simply a belief. Lord, I receive today. I receive that today is my new day. I receive it. Just say it with me all across this auditorium. Say, Lord, today, I receive your help, your power, your love in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Now I'll tell you, if you need healing, if you need finances to change, you need the goodness of God to manifest in some way, then I want you to come up and I want to pray for you. Just come up here, tell me what you want me to agree with you for. And let's see, not just righteousness only, 
But let's see salvation go to work in your finances, in your health. Let's see the salvation of God change things today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Just lift your hands. Oh, Lord, I receive everything you have today in Jesus' name. So, Brenna, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Father. So, Lord, fill them up and overflow them. In Jesus' name. Today's your day. Do you receive it? Everything done. Holbrook, just lift your hands. Lord, I receive it. That's fine. Ha ha, Lord, I receive. Say, Lord, I need your help. And I, I receive. In the name of Jesus. Power of God be in Jesus' name. Just receive it. Say, Lord, I receive that. I receive every bit of your help. And I have it now. I'm not waiting on it. I have it in Jesus' name. I receive new levels. New levels. He's going to use you. I keep seeing that for you. He's going to use you in ways. People are going to be surprised at the boldness that comes from you. <laughs> they get surprised at the boldness. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. There's your help right there. Help, help right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name. When I lay hands on you in that name, you just receive whatever help you need. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes we don't know exactly what to pray, but the Spirit of the Lord knows exactly what to pray. He knows exactly what we need, even when we don't. Lord, bring that help now in Jesus' name. Yeah, healing and wholeness be now. In Jesus' name. Healing and wholeness be now in Jesus' name. Thank you for that anointing. Thank you, Father. Now, receive this. Lift your hands. Say, Lord, I receive right now in Jesus' name. There's that anointing. Thank you, Father, for healing right now. In Jesus' name. Was it causing you problem and pain when you came up here? On what? One to ten. How much? Nine. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> now, tell me where it is now. Scale of one to ten. Six. So, glory to God. Amen. It's working. Thank you, Father. So, play louder. Get more excited. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Hey, so monoroporomoroso. Amen. Copreni apo poromostopo. Thank you, Father. Say, Lord, I receive wholeness, not just partness. I receive wholeness <laughs> in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Father. Where is it now? Four. Amen. Turn this way. Thank you, Lord. In, uh, no, you're good right there. In the name of Jesus. Habropana. Muscles loosen up. Bones be in place now in Jesus' name. There you go. There you go. Thank you. In Jesus' name. He's cut every chain that would hold you back. He's broken every one of them. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You have a right to His healing. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. Now, right now, just say it with me. Say, Lord, I receive my whole healing in the name of Jesus. Now, lift your arm. Lift that arm. All right, move your neck. Where is it at now? A two or three. Well, that's a lot better than where we started, wasn't it? Nine. Now, let it be done in the name of Jesus. Just keep receiving. Just keep receiving. Just keep right there. Lord, I continue to receive. Don't you walk away from this altar until it's gone down to a zero. Amen? Is going down, down, down. No more pain in the name of Jesus. Thank you. That anointing's working in you right now. Hallelujah. Yeah, fullness and wholeness in the name of Jesus. Just say it with me. Say, Lord, I receive my answers, my solutions, my wholeness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just receive that. I have it now. Thank you. I have it now. I have it now. I have it. Glory to God. Glory. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Healing and wholeness be in the name of Jesus. In by that resurrection power. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Glory to God. Hey, did you have a better week? Yeah, you did? Amen. I'm glad you came last week. Amen. <laughs> Help and wholeness be. I remember you said, I need, my family needs a church like this. A church operating in power. You can't be more right. We're not the only one. But. Everybody needs to be in a church where the power of God is manifested because that's our help, and that help is designed to go out into the world. Thank you, Father. Just receive right now. Lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. Say, Lord, I receive everything you have for me in the name of Jesus. I have it now. I'm not waiting on it. I have it. Now, right there, just, just you're going to feel his anointing come on you. In a new way. Thank, there it is. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> it's hard to describe that, isn't it? Was I right? Did I tell you a lie? No. <laughs> Thank you. That's His love being poured out on you. That's His love being poured out on you. Thank you, Father. Whew. He's, he wants to help you. He's helping you now. He's going to help you in the future and every day for the rest of your life. Now, Lord, fill her and overflow her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet in Jesus' name. Help her kids. Help her home. Bring that love and manifest it in every way. 
See, I can't do what you're experiencing right now. I can't do that as a man on my own. But in the righteousness of God, I can help. In the, His righteousness, I can release that anointing. Oh, thank you, Father. So That's Him showing you how much He loves you. He's loved you the whole time. Even in those moments where you thought He'd forgotten about you, didn't care about you, didn't want anything to do with you, it wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. Amen? It wasn't the case. Sometimes we can be deceived thinking that God doesn't want anything to do with us. Well, if that was the case, He never would have sent Jesus. He'd have just left us. But He didn't. He didn't leave us. He showed up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. In, raise your hands, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So, ready to go. Hey, glory to God. Glory to God. All right, now, right here, don't pray with me. Just receive, okay? Just receive. Close your eyes. Say, Lord, I receive everything you have for me in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to God. Ooh, that was real. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, wholeness, strength, life. Be in Jesus' name. <laughs> Life to the full till it overflows. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory. In Jesus' name. What I preached about this morning, if there was anybody in here that it was for, it's for you. I know it was for everybody. But man, does he want you to walk in it? Does he want you to walk in it? Rono oprari, herede caramoso, bonomoso bo, in the name of Jesus. Saho cadenia taclosti, parapani atarabos. Thank you, Father. 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 Yes, sir. If she wants to. If she wants to, I will. Where's pain at now? Like a two or a three. Amen. Turn this way. Thank you, Lord, right now. Right here. Right there. Thank you, Father. Every, every joint be in place. Every muscle be in place. Lord, we don't receive it as just halfway done. Thank you, Father. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Lord, that spirit of infirmity that's tried to plague him up and down his arm and his shoulder, loose your grip now in Jesus' name and be removed. And we thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Lord, for your healing touch in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Body, be whole. 
in the name of Jesus. That anointing's working. Amen. You feel it? <laughs> Amen. Move it around. Stretch it out. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> keep, keep working it. Going down. Amen. Amen. Now say, Lord, I receive it as done. I receive it as whole. In Jesus' name. Amen. Keep receiving. Thank you, Father. So we've gone from a nine down to what now? One or two. From nine to one or two. That's good. <laughs> we'll just receive it all. In Jesus' name. Receive it all. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Keep receiving. It's working in you right now. It's taking it down to nothing right now. You just keep receiving that. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. <laughs> Thank you, Father. All pain be gone now in the name of Jesus. Just receive it. Say, Lord, I receive. I have your help, your healing now. Say, I have your help, your healing now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You two young ladies. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your strength and your anointing. I know y'all have a church and you have an anointing. You're used to it. But it's time. It's time to go to a different level. New chapters, new things. New chapters. New chapters, new things. New levels. New chapters, new things. And new levels. New chapters, new wisdom. New anointing. Questions that you have on how to, how, why, what. How am I going to do this? All that stuff settled in Christ. Every bit of wisdom in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Your anointing of wisdom now. Anointing of wisdom. Yeah. And I just speak over your life. Peace and grace be multiplied in every way in Jesus' name. Peace and grace be multiplied in the name of Jesus. Yeah, peace. Come now. Where there's been a lack of peace, supernatural peace and grace come now in the name of Jesus. Where there's been trouble in your heart and mind, uh, in the core of who you are, and, and a lot of people have not even known it, but peace and grace come now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You have it. Say it with me. Say, Lord, I have it. I receive your peace and I receive your grace. Thank you, Father. 
Also, I know, you know I know that you got a new chapter going on right now, but I'm not just speaking to that. I saw it, I saw it in prayer last night and this morning over you. The Lord's desiring to take you to a place and there'll be new things that you do and He's going to go with you and His glory is going to go with you and it's going to be on you and it's going to move through you and you're going to be able to help. You're going to be able to do things that you haven't been able to do before. Your mind is going to open up to new things. He's going to, when you need something, it will be there as you know that you have triumph in Him. You would not be there if He wasn't going to be faithful and God is faithful. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 and God is faithful and right now that anointing is going to flow through you not just in laying hands on people but in your work in your life as you drive your anointing is going to hit you even in your car and you may need to pull over at some point and the anointing of God is going to be on you and with you and Lord we receive it as done never to go back in the name of Jesus in Jesus name Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Samuel, lift your right arm. Lift it as high as you can go. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lift both of them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Turn your head, full that way, full that way. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm telling you right now, this is healed and dealt with. But you don't yield to the habits that have been. So habits that, I just see it where you've actually had pain there for a while and you'll like be tender with it like you won't go all the way because it hurt. Well, you, you need to stretch that. Those muscles are tired because you've, you've kept them in that one position for so long. Start, start moving it, stretching it, and it'll be back to normal because that thing is healed, that anointing. God doesn't give you a part of it. He doesn't give you a part of it and not give you all of it. That would be like unjust, and he's not unjust. So that thing is healed. That anointing is bringing wholeness right now. And right now, just you move it, you stretch it, you do what you need to. Don't, there you go. Yep, that was painful right there, or tight. Yeah, well, you keep stretching that like it's healed. That's a part of receiving it. Lord, I receive it as done. A lot of times people will feel the anointing, but they won't take the healing with them because they keep acting in the habits when they were sick, when they were limited. They'll act like that, and so they stay limited. But that's not your testimony, amen? Glory to God. You receive that? Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Right now, wholeness be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for that anointing of wholeness. And if you have any questions about that whatsoever, you come and ask because I want this all gone, every bit of it, healed for all time, okay? And not coming back. Amen? All right. Love you. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. A couple more people to pray for here. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> so good to see you. Father, right now, overflow, healing and overflow be in her body right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 
thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name. Lord, we receive it. Thank you, Father. Wholeness, healing be. Thank you, Lord. Continued overflow. Your anointing and overflow. So good to see y'all again. I like your jacket. Soho prana akoto preni. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your healing and your wholeness. Well, he called it. I got to come now because he said it. What's your name? TJ. I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. So, it is my hair that keeps messing up. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your anointing in every way. Overflow. Overflow. Soho prana bakarabi in Thank you, Father. Let your anointing overflow. Let them go to new levels. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Just peace and grace be on their whole family and your protection and your hand, blessing of God, be in Jesus' name. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hello. You know them? Yeah. That's your mom? Oh, hello. Nice to meet you. Mom. <laughs> Good to see you again. Blessing be for Brahma Oprani Akofini. Anointing and grace be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Can I pray for you? There was one more here. Where'd he go? Out there. <laughs> That's all right. Huh? Say, say, you can just tell him, say, you missed it, man. You missed it. Here, let me pray for you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy and your anointing in every way. In the name of Jesus, let your anointing flow. Lord, let them be used by God in such great and mighty ways. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hey, hey. Blessing be in Jesus' name. Anointing of God and protection, wholeness, and overflow from this day forward. May, may she never have lack in anything. In the name of Jesus, may it come easy and have favor that's only favor that can be described as from heaven. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, was that your baby that was yelling an amen at me? <laughs> we just pray. A blessing. Is it a boy? A blessing on him as well. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Super. Let me see your hand. When you, I know it's just out there. Just lay your hand on them. You're, you have anointed hands. In the name of Jesus, let that baby be blessed, filled, and overflow in the things of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you receive the reversal today? Do you receive the reversal in your life? I'm not going back, but I have the freedom of God. I will not be denied. I'm going to be used by God. I'm going to let God take me where He wants me to go. I'm going to have those things, and I'm going to let His glory go through me. If you believe it, shout amen. Glory to God. Amen. He is risen. All right, let's try that one more time. He is risen. Now say this, because He is risen, I'm risen. Out of death and into life. Amen. That's who you are now. That's who you are now. Amen. Well, guys, as we already said before, we have...
uh, no youth tonight. Um, we also want to let you guys know that uh, our end times prophecy thing, what, what's next with Dwayne Byerly, that's going to be May 22nd to 25th, so make sure you mark that on your calendars. And throughout this week, we're going to have broadcasts every, every single weekday, and so we want to encourage you to, to uh, watch and join us on that. If you don't know where to find it, there's a bunch of cards out there on the kiosk. You can just grab one of those, scan the QR code, and it'll take you to our YouTube channel, and you'll be able to subscribe and just watch uh, from there. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. Am I missing anything? I think I got everything. Uh, there's lo- we're going to be going out to lunch afterwards. Where? And, um, just stick around and we'll find out. But if you want to join us for lunch, you are more than welcome. And if this is your first time, uh, we want to invite you to come and we'll pay for your meal, okay? So just stick around and we'll let you know where we will be eating. But guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Have an awesome Resurrection Sunday. We love you guys. If you want to get a picture, take a picture. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.